0: My guardian angel intercede for me. He put another parable before them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everybody was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and made off. When the new wheat sprouted and ripened, then the weeds appeared as well. The owners, laborers went to him and said, Sir, was it not good seed that you sowed in your field? If so, where did the weeds come from? He said to them, some enemy has done this. Our Lord speaks to us as on many other occasions about the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom's growth is hidden. The kingdom of God is within you, we're told. And in each person, the kingdom of God emerges from the seeds sown by God's works and by his word. Like the working of yeast in bread it's unexpected in the way that the tall mustard seed grows from the tallest from the smallest of seeds and why does god permit evil to grow alongside the good why does he permit some to reject the word of his kingdom because, as we're told in the Psalms, God is slow to anger and abounding in kindness. And he is just. Our Lord assures us that the evildoers and those who cause others to sin will be thrown into the fiery furnace at the end of the age. But by his patience, God is teaching us that above all, he desires repentance and the gathering of all nations to worship him and to glorify his name. And so God's patience opens our hearts to hope. Even though we don't know how to pray as we ought, the spirit will intercede for us, St. Paul says, but first we must turn and call upon him. We have to commit ourselves by letting the good seed of his word bear fruit in our lives. Each one of us has to try and be good soil where that good seed can, can take root. So we're told that in the field where the good seed was sown, weeds also sprout up. In other places, our Lord tells us that out of the human heart come all sorts of ugly things. Envy, jealousy, lust, pride, gluttony. These are the evil things, the weeds, our laziness, our disorder, our love of comfort our lack of spirit of sacrifice or service, our lack of fortitude or fighting spirit. These are the weeds which with our examination of conscience, we have to try and identify and get to know those areas of our self-love. All the great spiritual writers speak about how self-love is the ruination of a soul. And we're all full of self-love. This is one big, strong weed with a big root there deep inside each one of us. And we have to try to identify those roots and dig them up from their very foundations. That's why we need confession. Why we need spiritual direction. Why we need continual formation. And with the passage of time, The Holy Spirit may help us to see more clearly in all their glorious technicolor aspects of those weeds that possibly we never saw before or we didn't know they existed. We begin to think all sorts of terrible things. Uh, We are able to identify aspects of our selfishness or our disorder or our laziness that we weren't aware of before. Those things were always there. Just God with his graces has not let us see them up to now, or doesn't let us see them all at once because we might die. But when he lets us see them, it's because he wants us to do something about them. No one who tries to cultivate a beautiful, healthy garden reserves a plot for weeds. And so we know that all those ugly things that our Lord speaks about are things that we have to root out completely so that our heart, our soul, our mind, our imagination can be in tune with our God and what he wants for us. And so the servants go to the master and say, where did the weeds come from? And our Lord responds, an enemy has done this. An enemy, someone who is in competition. And the servants want to go right away and get rid of those those weeds. The laborer said, do you want us to go and weed it out? But he said, no. Because when you weed out the weeds, you might pull up the wheat with it. Let them both grow until harvest and at harvest time I shall say to the reapers, first collect the weeds and tie it in bundles to be burnt and gather the wheat into my barn. The master doesn't want to take the risk of spoiling the wheat. It's necessary to wait for harvest time. That's when the weeds will be separated and burnt. And so we shouldn't be deceived or lose heart when we see weeds among the wheat. Truth and holiness mixed with error, injustice and sin. And that's why we need never be scandalized by our wounded human nature by all the evil things that may boil and rise within us. St. Maria liked to say we are all capable of the most terrible things. And therefore we realize that all men are capable of the most terrible things. And if from time to time we hear or see some of those terrible things or read about them in history, well, our humble response should be there, but for the grace of God go I. I'm just as bad as all of those things, all of those people. I have all the same wounded nature and bad tendencies. Therefore, I have to fight to be better. I have to struggle to be holy. so, we could ask our Lord for that grace, deeper desires of personal holiness. We're told in scripture, he makes his sun rise on the good and on the bad. And we're told in St. Matthew, but I say this to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your father in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the bad as well as the good and sends down rain to fall on the upright under the wicked alike. We need not be too worried about The evil, the injustice, the sin that we may see around us in the world. It's always been like that. Our era is no worse than other eras. We shouldn't worry and complain. Human nature is the same. But God wants us to try and put order in it. And to realize that we won't find perfect justice in this world. If God ever allows us to experience some injustice... Well, that's what Christ experienced. And we could look forward to that perfect justice, which we know is coming. The harvest draws near. So God wants us to work that we might be numbered among the children of God. who will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. One additional insight we could have into this parable is that only our Lord is able to distinguish the weeds from the wheat. Sometimes what looks like weed might in fact be wheat. It might be a plant that's not yet fully developed. Some people are late bloomers. Often we have to give people time, time to change, time to grow. People in our family, in our marriage, in our office, in our neighborhood. Anyone who takes care of a garden and has seen plants that are not quite as developed as the others knows that with the right growing conditions, maybe with the right fertilizer, That plant may one day bloom and produce fruit too. And sometimes there are little plants because they've been in the wrong soil or they didn't get enough light or too much water has inhibited the growth of the plants. Or sometimes little plants will spring up underneath a bigger plant. And that bigger plant maybe blocks out most of the sunshine that those little plants need in order to grow and mature properly. Or the big plants might drain the nutrients out of the soil that's around them. And this too can affect the growth of the little plants. The servants want to eliminate the evil immediately. Evil people should be terminated. But the master is wiser. He sees further. They must learn to wait because enduring persecution and hostility is part of the Christian vocation. Very often God permits tough conditions to mould our soul, to breed a new fortitude there, a new love, authentic love. An authentic love that can only blossom on the cross. Evil has to be rejected. But those who do evil are people with whom it's necessary to be patient. And so we don't resort to violence. Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane resorted to violence. He drew his sword. Wanted to get rid of this servant of the high priest. But our Lord put his ear back on. That wasn't his way of doing things. And so our Lord invites us to practice justice tempered by mercy. If Jesus came to seek sinners more than the righteous, to cure the sick before the healthy. So must the actions of his disciples be focused not on suppressing the wicked, but on saving them. He came to call the upright, not to call the upright, but sinners. And patience lies there. And we say, Nathia, we're told, it's not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. Go and learn the meaning of the words. Mercy is what pleases me, not sacrifice. And so the master's vision, with his vision he sees far. The servants just see the problem. What the servants want is a, or care about is a field without weeds. The master cares about the good wheat. And so our Lord invites us to adopt his vision, one that is focused on good wheat, that knows how to protect it, even in the midst of weeds. And so we give our friends, our acquaintances, or possibly our enemies, if we have any, we give them time, we give them possibilities, we pray for them, mortify ourselves for them. Maybe they're not meant to react at this particular moment. Maybe they need time and a bit more formation and a bit more grace to see the evil of their ways. And so, people who are always hunting for limitations and defects of others don't collaborate well with God. Rather, we have to try and see the good that silently grows. In the field, in the field of the church, and the field of history, cultivating it until it becomes mature. If we look at the great history of the church down through the centuries, all the great things the church and the people of the church have accomplished, we see how the kingdom of God has been growing in people, in places, in parishes, in dioceses, in countries. Cultivated all the time by the personal holiness of the people who are bringing these things about. And so Lord, help us to see a kingdom that's growing silently in people. Help us to see the good that there is in each individual person. Saint Rosa Maria liked to say, I have never knocked on the door of a heart without finding some good there. And then at the end of time, it will be God and he alone who will reward the good and punish the wicked. It's not our position to judge. And so clarity about the sin, but compassion on the sinner. Christ always had compassion on the sinner. And so we don't advocate violence. Or even anger. We try to work towards a greater patience. A more supernatural outlook. And then our Lord talks about the harvest. Let them both grow into the harvest. And at harvest time I shall say to the reapers, first collect the weeds and tie it in bundles to be burnt. And then gather the wheat into my barn. The harvest is a very beautiful word and concept in our Christian vocation. We're interested in the harvest. We think about the harvest. We dream about the harvest. That's what it's all about, souls. Souls, Lord, souls, they're for you, they're for your glory. The church exists for souls. We have to be concerned with souls. Eat, drink and sleep souls morning, noon and night. Forgetting all about ourselves. Because our Lord has told us that the harvest is great. But the laborers are few. And God has called each one of us to be one of those laborers. And so our Lord talks about the harvest and the remedy that would take place at the end of the age. Sometimes it's only when time passes that we see the fruits of the things that the church has done in previous eras. Or sometimes only in our own life, with our apostolic efforts. We see the fruits of those efforts many months or years later, maybe decades. And that's why sowing seeds in the lives of your children, a word here, a word there, a gesture, a little bit of example, when they see you controlling your temper, When they see you going out of your way to help a sick person or a poor person or bringing old clothes or old things that you don't use in the house anymore or presents that children got sometime last Christmas and you try to facilitate them to some poor family. These are lessons that last forever. They will teach these things to their own children. And we're told at the harvest the angels will separate the weeds from the wheat. We could think of the Blessed Eucharist. We consume the Lord's body at every Mass. And then we're scattered throughout the world. When he gathers the wheat into his barn, maybe that's what our Lord means. He will gather his own to himself. We could also think that not everyone will be gathered into the safety of his kingdom and that's why we can never tire of planting the seeds of faith in our family, with our friends, with our classmates, our co-workers, our neighbors with the community that we live in or even the random strangers that we may encounter in our lives along the pathway of our Christian vocation. God brings us in contact with this person and that person. Sometimes we might have a kind word to say to somebody. Other times we might give them a prayer card or invite them to a retreat or to a recollection or share a book with them or share some time and open the drawbridge of our heart to grow in personal friendship with this person. Nothing is ever lost. We're in the business of sowing seeds. So that the wheat may grow. Also, so as to help other people to see the weeds that may be there in their own lives. We work for a lot of things in life that are temporary and don't last. But a person's soul is eternal. And so, Saint Jose Maria used to say, we have to be able to are willing to go to the ends of the earth to save a soul. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but loses his own soul? God weighed the weight, the material weight of the world, against one soul, against the weight of one soul, and the one soul won. One soul was more important than the material well-being. Of the whole of society. And so we should try and keep our eyes, our focus on eternity. That's the horizon we have to be looking at. One eye on eternity, while at the same time, one eye on the steps that we have to make one by one as we travel through this life. We plant the seeds. But we're also told in scripture that God gives the growth. We know that the seeds will always yield fruit. But God will make them grow when and as he wants. And much of our growth may come from the mistakes we make in this life. Particularly if we're sorry for them. And we learn something from them. And all those people that we love, well, they go through the same process. And Christ is the hope for everybody. He wants all of us to make it safely to the Father's kingdom. We're also told in this parable that an enemy has done this. And that enemy has a name, the devil. Alongside God, the master of the field, Who only and always sows good seed. There's an adversary. Who sowed seeds to impede the growth of the wheat. Lord, help me to see. See the devil who may be sowing seeds of bitterness or resentment or envy or jealousy or impurity. In movies, on the television. A lack of charity. So I can be attentive to these things fight the devil on a daily or a hourly basis very good idea to pray the prayer to Saint Michael every day to teach your children to do the same to pray the prayer to the guardian angel the master acts in the open in broad daylight and his goal is a good harvest for the adversary he takes advantage of the night And works out of envy and hostility to ruin everything. And so we need not be surprised by the things the devil does. We could ask our Lord that we might be able to recognize the devil and smell him out in places and people so that we can flee far away from the wickedness and snares of the devil. He's God's great opponent. His intention is to mess up souls, to stonewall the kingdom of God through wicked workers and sowers of scandal. One of the great messages we have to try and transmit to young people today is the truth, beauty, and meaning of human love. Sex is not love. We have to lift the world up onto a whole new planet and do everything we can to achieve that. Good seed and weeds don't just represent good and evil in an abstract sense. but Rather, they represent human beings who can follow God or can follow the devil. Destruction always happens by sowing evil. It's always the devil who does this through our own temptation. Lead us not into temptation, to gossip, to destroy others. Keep us on a higher plane. And so in the way, we're told in the moments of struggle and opposition, and perhaps the good, fill your way with obstacles. Lift up your apostolic heart. Listen to Jesus as he speaks of the grain of mustard seed and of the leaven. And say to him, explain the parable to me. And you will feel the joy of contemplating the victory to come. The birds of the air lodging in the branches of your apostolate. Now only in its beginnings. And the whole of the meal leavened. John Paul II, Blessed Alvaro. Saint Maria talked about a new flourishing of the church in the world. We're still looking forward to that. We're also told in the way: Have you not heard the Master Himself tell the parable of the vine and of the branches? Here you can find consolation. He demands much of you, for you are the branch that bears fruit, and he must prune you to make you bear more fruit. Of course, that cutting, that pruning hurts. But afterwards, what richness in your fruits, what maturity in your actions. To sow, the sower went out. Scatter your seed, apostolic soul. The wind of grace will bear it away if the furrow where it falls is not worthy. Sow and be certain that the seed will take root and bear fruit. The world, that is our field, we're told in the furrow, you said, after directing your eyes and thoughts to heaven. With all the assurance of the farmer who works through his own ripe corn, we want Christ to reign over this earth of his. So, Holy Spirit, may you help me to see more clearly the weeds that may be there in my soul so that I can have a fortitude and a determination to root them out and to be ready to do anything, anything rather than commit sin, anything rather than deny my Lord, ready to do everything to achieve that kingdom for which I was created. And Our Lady is always with us. Mary, may you help us to understand and imitate God's patience, who wants none of his children to be lost, whom he loves with the love of a father, and to help us to go after each soul and win it for you. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice my Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.